Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often, they pushed themselves out of their comfort zone and took risks. We want to know about that decision point, why did they make that decision, and most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abracci Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior. And in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're thrilled to have Lisa Taguchi as our special guest. Lisa is the CEO of UKey Career Solutions, an organization that provides coaching, staffing, and recruiting services for anyone seeking employment or looking to advance their career in the Bay Area and beyond. Prior to this role, Lisa was the COO at Power Personnel, a Bay Area healthcare staffing company whose main focus is healthcare. Lisa also served as the operations manager to the chief medical officer at Stanford Healthcare, a world-renowned academic healthcare organization that is repeatedly ranked in the top 10 of the U.S. News and World Report. Lisa's leadership is exemplified through her ascension in the leadership team at Stanford HealthCare, working her way up from a frontline support role to managerial role alongside top C-suite executives. Lisa also served as one of the board members for the Women of HealthCare Executives from 2016 until 2020. Lisa has been recently elected a global advisor for How Women Lead, an organization that brings like-minded women leaders together from all over the world. Lisa is a huge advocate for empowering women and men to help achieve and find their passion in what drives them to enjoy their career. Her ability to build strong relationships and trust among her colleagues has been the key to her success. Lisa holds a bachelor's degree in business administration with a minor in communications from Ashford University. Lisa is a Bay Area native who enjoys hiking, walking her dog Sumo, and bringing laughter into people's lives, a belief she holds as the key to longevity and a meaningful, healthy, and happy life. Wow, Lisa, that's quite an impressive biography. We're so excited to have you on our podcast, and we'd like to start our podcast today by asking you, what show, podcast, book, blog do you go to when you want to push and expand your thinking? Thank you, Kelly, for having me. Um, so the my favorite author recently has been Brene Brown. Um, the first book I read of hers was called Daring Greatly. And most recently, I've been reading The Gifts of Imperfection. Um, you know, her writing style really can relate personally and work-wise. But also one other book that I repeatedly go back to is called Essentialism. And it's um, the disciplined pursuit of doing less, but being effective. Mm, love it. I always love her um, explanation of empathy, too. It's one of the most powerful that I've seen. Um, and I think in this day and age, empathy uh, is something that's lacking quite greatly. So I, I do I do love that 
you found a lot of inspiration in in Brene Brown, especially in those in those texts that you mentioned. And I I think I'll definitely be adding them to my my reading list for sure. That's Thank so great. Lisa. Hey, Cal, Lisa, I'm so happy you're here. The kick butt woman we're talking to. I'm very excited. Um, but Cal, what what's the what's her definition of empathy? Like, what sticks out for you? I was just it's it, there's a beautiful visual of 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 empathy and it's really seeking to understand the individual person mm. instead of just either ignoring it and pretending it doesn't exist which is what i think a lot of people tend to do is they don't know what to do with the emotion once they see it mm-hmm. um or almost being sympathetic and 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 crying along with them or, or having a, a, a reaction that is not helpful to the individual person. It's really understanding where that person is and, and seeking to say, how can I help you? Um, and being an ally to the individual. So to me, it just is such a powerful, and again, the illustration, there's a, a bit of a, an animation that goes along with her explanation. It just, it's incredibly moving. Wow. That's mm-hmm. great. Thank you, Lisa, for bringing her up and then Kelly for expanding on that. So I think that is, you're right. Um, empathy has been going down for a very long time, actually. When you look at research, they've uh, researchers have been concerned about that since, my goodness, I remember reading it in the late 90s, I think, mid 90s, um, that they were starting to see a trend. And uh, so now we won't go into it, Lisa. We're doing a fun podcast and talking <laughs> about great stuff. So we will leave that to another one. Um, as we were joking earlier, uh, before we started recording a different, uh, darker podcasts we could do, but we are not. So Lisa, <laughs> and I know you love laughter. We were laughing so much. We, we laughed over each other many a time. So we're going to try not to do that during the podcast because you'll never hear what we're saying. Uh, but Lisa is so joyous. When we met Lisa, the joy, the passion, the excitement um, is contagious. So I'm so happy you're, you're with us today. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. And it's like who you hang around with, right? You want to be around people who are going to inspire you and make you better. And Absolutely. I feel like talking to you, I'll get smarter. So thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Right. Yep. So the question is, uh, what is the decision one or the top decision that stands out for you that you made that changed the trajectory of your life? You know, it's really simple. Um, for me, it was when I realized that I didn't have to prove myself to anybody but myself. So living in the Bay Area, um, and I've struggled this early on, you know, I would say, okay, I have to be this and I have to get there and I have to have a certain amount of money in my bank account and have this establishment. Um, that drove me up the wall because it is almost impossible to kind of reach that goal. And when I realized that, you know what, I, all I want to do is hold myself accountable and see where, how far I can push myself. Everything else kind of came naturally. Um, don't know how you ladies think about that, but oh. it's really been the key to how I've been able to meet and um, get coached by several great mentors. Oh my God. I love, first of all, it's such a, like a lot of people answer this question with, there's an actual decision point, meaning I could have gone X way or I could have gone Y way. And I love that yours is kind of this more just higher level. Like I need to just rethink the way I approach things. Mm-hmm. And 
so because really what you're talking about is I, I'm not going to buy into the BS of keeping up with the Joneses, right? right. So all of that, because you can always, we, we talk a lot about this in, in our family is there's always someone who's X, there's someone who's smarter, there's someone who's taller, there's someone who's thinner, there's someone who's fatter, like whatever it is, <laughs> unless you're, as we were joking, Bezos, there's only, there's always someone who's richer, right? There's right. only one person who can say there's no one else either taller than me, shorter than me or whatever, older, younger than me. Um, so how did you, like, what was, take us through some of that, de- the decision-making on when you said, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy into that BS and I'm going to have a better life. Like, was there a, a triggering event and you were just like, I'm not going to play this game anymore. Like what, take us through some of that. Yeah. So, um, I will be very honest and candid. You know, I talk to my friends about this stuff too, and they always say, well, why are you so ambitious? And why do you keep pushing yourself? And, you know, I'm from a small town in the Bay area. Um, there's nothing, you know, great about me. I didn't graduate from Ivy league school. I didn't come from, you know, kind of a silver spoon fed family. Um, as a matter of fact, I really faced a lot of adversity early on in my life. And when I was waitressing, Um, Believe it or not, till this day, I think that is probably one of the best jobs I've ever held because it teaches you humility, Mm -hmm. customer service, um, Mm -hmm. just remembering where you came from. So I think when I was like, I don't want to serve tables for the rest of my life, give this ordinary girl a shot. um, That's when I started to implement grit into what I really wanted to do. That's amazing. And so I think... The fat, but where do you think? Because I love that. Because we'll talk about humility. Because oh, I don't know. It's maybe one of the charge qualities, girl. So we'll talk about that. Um, but where do you think that like grit came from in you? Right. So wh- like you said, I came from more humble beginnings. Um, I I wasn't born with all the connections and things like that. So what what was in you? Um, I think I got sick of being underestimated. <laughs> you know, on the small girl who doesn't have everything. And you no, know, I just was like, I'm going to show what's up too. <laughs> I, in what ways would you be underestimated if you don't mind sharing? Because I always sure. love stories um, like that. Yeah. Well, one, being a female automatically mm-hmm. in that category, especially when I'm in a room full of, you know, strong men um, who are like, oh, hi, little girl. I've literally had a gentleman said, nice to meet you, young lady. And oh. I would say, well, nice to meet you too, old man. Um, <laughs> so I, you come at me like that, I will give it right back Good. to you. Good for you. Um, but also, you know, I am also Asian American, so I've faced a couple of incidents where I felt, you know, questioned, Hey, how did you become in the role that you are in? You know, what did you have to do? And to be honest, I was really baffled by it. And also, um, some of my other Asian American friends who kind of feel a little bit of, um, what's the word? They just don't feel as comfortable or as invited. And Mm -hmm. so I always say, well, it's just the color of our skin, it shouldn't really matter. It's really our character. So just repetitive incidents like that really made me build grit and thick skin. I, I, there's something about being underestimated that you can either buy into it, right. And say, no, I guess they're right. Mm -hmm. Or what I love is go ahead, underestimate me, do it. I love it. Cause you'll never see me coming. 
right? Mm-hmm. You'll never see me coming. And we talk a lot. Uh, we talk about that in, in our, our family quite a bit because my son is, is on the shorter side and he plays baseball and he'll, they'll underestimate him on the pitching mound. <laughs> and I go, good, let it fuel you and let, they'll never see it coming then. Right. You get up there. They're like, please, this little thing can't do anything. And then he throws a fastball. They're like, what? <laughs> and, and I love it. There was a great one in top chef and she was in the chef world, a very, um, cute blonde girl. And you could tell immediately they underestimated her, right? They were like this blonde girl, please. She can't cook. <laughs> and because she didn't fit this, she did not fit. And I think so what you're getting at too, Lisa, you don't fit the, the mold. Right. right. The, the chef mold is super aggressive and type A and it's you just you just don't fit the mold. So this here comes this little thing, this girl. And they're like, she doesn't fit. And she wears makeup and all this. And guess who won the entire season? She did. And she even said it. She goes, go ahead and underestimate me. Do it because you mm-hmm. won't see me coming. And I mm-hmm. think you took it as this good. It's a challenge. And I'm going to it's going to drive me and fuel me because you also have then little girls who look like you behind mm-hmm. you will now see it as don't, you don't have to underestimate me. Look at Lisa did it. Now mm-hmm. I can do it. And I think sometimes we don't realize how many little girls are looking at us mm-hmm. and you're a role model for them, which is amazing. Yeah. And I think that's when the number of times someone said, Hey, you can't do that. My immediate reaction is actually I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can put that a little bit with my stubbornness, you know, a little bit with, my sass, but you know, really, I want younger generations and any woman that's listening to this podcast to say, the moment someone says you can't do it, I challenge you to just do it anyways. Yes. And you'll be really surprised. Yeah. And I um, will take your stubborn and call it strong willed. And that is a strong will that you're like, I'm not going to bend and I'm not going to fall over as, as people are telling me that you can't do it because I mm-hmm. can. And look at you. Yeah. Bio. <laughs> totally impressive. So what do you think, since we're talking about, you already mentioned humility, but what are some of the charge qualities, if there was one or two that really helped you with this, with this decision? Yeah. So, um, mine really is courage. Um, even my business with Yuki career solutions, you know, Yuki actually means courage in Japanese. Oh. So love it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we planned this, Kelly, but we didn't. I'm I just know. saying this could be better. We're just late. This is breaking news for us. We didn't know it meant courage. Again, so many reasons I love, love you, Lisa, it. but that's another one. Okay. So it means courage. Okay. Yeah. And you know, courage is really, really scary. I'm not going to lie. I am scared shitless till this day. Um, <laughs> there is no such thing. I mean, I get to meet a humble leader that says I'm not scared of anything. Well, shit, I am scared. So <laughs> trust me, every leader is scared of something. Um, but when I, when I say scared, you know, the fear is what actually drives me to challenge myself. And so I think without fear, there can't be courage. Um, and so anything that I put myself through or done, you know, I really try to embrace the embarrassment of whatever embarrassment means, right. Um, not being afraid to fail. Uh, I've been really, really scared of failing, but when I look back, actually, I feel more times than I, that I've actually won. So, 
Um, at this point, I'm like, what do I got to lose? Um, so courage is huge for me. And, and then just being able to laugh at yourself, you know, um, in my personal life, all my friends know I am probably the silliest one out there um, just because I don't like to live life too seriously. But even in our professional life, I think it's being able to get up and say, you know what, I didn't make it this time, but I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So that's really where my courage and definition comes from. Well, I love, I, I want to say this again, because I think it's so important what you said. First of all, you're scared shitless, which I love because I think every day, every day I wake up slightly uneasy, like what crazy thing have I committed to that like I have no business doing right now. So I love that. And you said courage without, this will be the quote for this podcast, by the way, courage (laughs) without fear. Like if you don't have fear, there cannot be courage. And Mm -hmm. I think people get courage so twisted because they think you don't have fear. And courage really is, I have all that fear, but I do it anyway. And I push through it. And that's true courage. It's not that I don't feel anything. Then you're like a sociopath. But but you like actually have the fear and you're like, no, 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 I'm going to push through it. I'm going to do it um, because I know there's a better goal or there's a better reason for me to do it. So I love that courage piece and that silliness. Um, It goes, what I heard too, a couple more is that humility because you can look at yourself and -hmm. you can laugh. And you said it too, that being a waitress taught you that. And then also you, you didn't say it, but you really talked about resiliency as well. That you bounced back from these, you didn't take the failure and say, well, I failed. I should never do it again. Mm -hmm. You got back up, you tried it and you had this resilience to it. So I love that. Thank you, Lisa, so much. What are the, since you've been through this, what are the actions, maybe two to three actions that you'd want listeners to, to know that this is what's helped you. And these are some ideas that maybe they can use to help recharge their life. Yeah. You know, um, it's easier said than done, but you know, really do not let anyone's negative opinion sway you from going after what you truly want. Um, that is something I really find important. Um, if you want something in your life, just go for it and then surround yourself with people who are going to help feed that, right? Someone who says, oh, don't do it. It's not worth it. Or you might do this and that. I say, ignore it. Um, but also the, another key piece of not being swayed is understand who you are and know yourself. Um, it took me a while to really find my true kind of fire inside of me to say, okay, I'm going to be unstoppable. I'm going to do this. Even if I fall face flat was when I understood myself and that takes a lot of time to kind of soul search, um, And so I think those are the two things I really hope listeners are understanding that, you know, those when you know yourself and when you know what brings you joy, sadness, anger or just, you know, ambition, you're really going to be able to channel in your energy into areas that that really bring out the best of you. I let me let me start with that one first, the self-awareness and knowing yourself is so we talk about that is that's it. That's the basis. Like you need to know that. How did you, because it is a long process. I'm glad you said that. It's a long process. You just don't wake up one day and say, I totally know myself. Bang in it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just got it. Like, uh, uh, epiphany moment. I slept on it. It was good. What are some of the steps you took or how, I know it's a continuing journey because we always learn about ourselves, but what kind of were, were maybe a couple things that you said, oh no, this is, this is what helped me learn about myself or this mm-hmm. is the situation I was in that I really learned about myself? 
Yeah. Um, so for me, I've always been a avid learner and reader. So I always, you know, try to pick up books that can change my perception, um, positive ones, but also journaling has been huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a huge believer of Christ. So my faith is very strong. Um, I challenge myself and ask myself, is this what I really want? Is this what's right for me? Um, and so being able to look back when you journal, um, even from a year ago, when I write, reread what I wrote, you know, three, three or two years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, what the hell was I thinking? Like, (laughs) I want to go and open up a cookie store. Like I literally know that. And I was coming back from a trip from Havasu Falls in Vegas. And I'm like, I am out of my mind. Um, (laughs) so stuff like that has helped me. I, I love that. I love to, I, but the journaling, I know Kelly um, journals a lot. And so she, it really is helpful for her. Um, I talk about it. So I don't journal it, but I talk to someone about it. And I love that you, it's that constant curiosity, which we find to be a theme that the mm-hmm. people who are curious and push their thinking. And it's obvious by what you said earlier in the podcast of how you're pushing yourself um, with learning about empathy and and all the the works that you talked about earlier. And then also you mentioned, you said the, f- the first lesson is really don't listen to those negative opinions mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, shrug off the haters, as we like to uh, say. What, how do you, because that's hard for some people, is there like a trick that you have that you're like, I, I read it, but then I, then I throw it out or like what, how do you kind of let some of that stuff go? Um, you know, it's funny that you asked that because I don't have a solid technique to be honest with you. Um, but I do surround myself with friends and people in my life who are genuinely there for me to do better. And so um, I think the foundation of what I'm built around is really the key uh, key to where I am, right? So you know, the amount I give, I get back maybe a hundred times more. Um, you know, the I've I've somehow been blessed with just amazing, amazing people in my life. And so when I think about all the negativity that comes my way, I think about my my surroundings and say, my close friends and family wouldn't say this about me, and I just mm. kind of say bye. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need this. Right. <laughs> My life is abundant without you. So what is, why does your opinion matter? And another thing is when someone gives you salt like that, ask yourself, what has this person done for you that has been a plus in your life? If it hasn't been a plus, then their opinion doesn't matter. I love that. What is they do? And, and I also think I'll add to that of the what's in it for them. Right. Meaning, why do they give you this feedback? right? Is there something that's in it for them? Because are Mm -hmm. they really doing it for you? Or are they doing it to fill something up in themselves or just spewing out negative stuff? Mm -hmm. But I love kind of there, there's um, one of my favorite uh, theories in in sociology is the social equity theory. And so it says kind of what you put into the relationship, the the relationship will be solid as long as what you're putting into it is what you're getting out of it. And so your question of like, what are they, what have they done for you really? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Kelly and I talk a lot about the, if it's not the best performer, if it's kind of not the nicest person and they're giving you the feedback, do you really want to listen to that feedback? Right. <laughs> you, you take the feedback of, like you said, like your close, your friends and family. Mm-hmm. And if they said, Lisa, you're out of line, you probably really listen to that one. 
go. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. For like, sure. <laughs> like what's, what's that about? Um, but the rest of them. And then I love that you talked about your faith well as well, because that's really important for people to whatever faith they have and whatever they believe in, that it can be a real guiding light and a real solid foundation for people. And, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that ha- that helps you as well. Cal- yeah. 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 I, I was just going to say, I think one thing I'm hearing in a, as a theme, even though we're s- still somewhat early on in this series is the theme of support system for everybody who has, who is, who has talked with us has been having a group of people, whether it's a personal board of directors, as we heard one guest talk about, or just family members, someone that you can trust and rely on to be a sounding board to go to when you have questions or you need um, some guidance or check my thinking, uh, kind of stuff, uh, especially for those where you might be hearing some negative and it's always easy sometimes to let that permeate your mind, but this is where the journaling, the support system can be a tremendous asset for you to, to cast aside. Okay. Are those fears reality? Are those comments reality? Or is that just a lot of noise that isn't really contributing to my greater good, to my overall, um, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish? So I love that, Lisa. It's a beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just have to add one more thing. As people are listening, just know that those support group of people, you know, they have seen me literally hit rock bottom, right? So I mean, don't be afraid to be vulnerable to these people. I struggle with this. You know, I'm always have been the person, and I think it's common in anyone that's a leader. It's like, you want to be the problem solver. You want to be the person that can save the day. But actually, we're the ones that we need the most support. So I'll call up my girlfriends and be like, I have a bottle of tequila. Who's going to drink this with me? I <laughs> bitch session. So I encourage people to do that because I have had many, many of those nights. And the next morning, you're a little bit hungover, but you feel really good. <laughs> but you know, there's courage in that too. There's courage yes. in being vulnerable. There's courage in being able to face the fears. And like you, you know, the quote that I took away is fears what drives me to succeed. You know, it's that fear of, I mean, you know what happens if you do nothing. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm-hmm. So take the risk, take the chance, and know that, you know, for the most part, you, you're solid in who you are. You're solid that you're going to check your balances. You're going to know that you don't typically make decisions that are going to go, you know, askew. A um, and if things happen that are unforeseen, well, we'll handle it, right? Um, it, but again, you, nothing changes if nothing changes. So I love the message that you're giving to our listeners today in that, you know, coming from the humble roots that you did, that you had the belief in the tenacity and the perseverance to say, you know what, I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to take myself and I'm going to, um, I'm going to, for all the men out there who said, well, hey, little girl, I'm, I'm going to, you know, break <laughs> through all the stereotypes and I'm going to create a business for myself. I'm going to be the CEO. I'm going to hang my own shingle and I'm going to prove exactly what I'm capable of of doing. So love it. Amazing message. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being part of our podcast. And if you would like to connect with Lisa, feel free to do so on LinkedIn. You can follow her at Lisa Taguchi. Um, again, thank you, Lisa, for joining our podcast today and for sharing your story. Uh, and we look forward to uh, future podcasts going forward. So thanks again. 
Thank you so much, Kelly and Carrie. I was such an honor being on here and uh, hope to, um, you know, the people that are listening, I hope you guys get a takeaway to say that any small town ordinary girl could do something like this, then so can you. Love it. Thank you very much, Lisa. What a beautiful message. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.